You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind was the hardcore four-year-old what, yeah, really? what what is that not hard enough try to try oh. to pop again please uh, this this seems like a bit now hold on i nearly deafened myself with that one let's try again well don't box your ears <laughs> welcome to axe to grind a hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and we're going to talk about some fucking hardcore today yeah, we are. You know what? We didn't we didn't do the prep of like, uh, hey, here's what the reads are we're going to do today. So we're just going to shout out all four of our sponsors, Close Casket Activities, To Live a Lie Records, Death Wish Inc., and Run For Cover Records. Okay. Uh, uh, for the best of the game. Yeah, as we always say, robust mail orders. Uh, each one has uh, a bit of their own flavor in mail order, but you, you're going to be able to find – much Anything of what, you before. Yeah. yeah. So if you need a deep cut in a certain world, maybe go to, to the relevant uh, uh, outlet. But you can really find so fucking much that you <clears throat> might just trip over and save money on. So, uh, yeah. So shout out to shout out to all of our I think I forget either Death Wish or Run for Cover or both started carrying uh like the drag city stuff that I enjoy, like smog and all that stuff. And I remember just being so thrilled because, uh, you know, people from all walks of life order from, from, uh, these mail orders. But when you, th- I want more hardcore kids exposed to certain shit that I, that has made my life better. And when I see that stuff, it, it like being like in the, like next to the turnstile record for mail order and shit makes me happy. Love it. So enter the promo code. Axe to Axe grind. To grind. And you're gonna want it. <laughs> now, Patrick, did you do coke? No, I'm just listen. As I told somebody today, I'm on the steroid that is clean living. Okay. <laughs> Spell it out and get your ten or fifteen percent off or whatever it is. Um, all these labels are continuing rolling. A lot of stuff going on, and we'll have more on that in the not too distant future. Oh, What's yeah, up, actually, dudes? Uh, so quick. Do some uh, self promo. <laughs> I'm going to do some self promo. Um, uh, the two of these labels worked together recently uh, to make sure that uh, th- that something good in my life happened. So just sh- shout out to those. Can you imagine and- two of these labels had to combine to deal with this asshole. <laughs> That's pretty much what he did. One bought one bought a record off the other, and I appreciate both of them uh, awesome. because uh, it means that it gets to see the light of day. And uh, that's pretty exciting. I, th- I think that this will probably come out bef- right before that uh, comes out. And uh, so – exci- exci- Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, some well, big shit that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, really. Keep, keep an eye out for a new self-defense thing on Run for Cover. How about that? There you go. Uh, so, why did you do that, Pat? Why did I what? Why did I do that vague tease? We recorded last week with, with Pat – 
Flynn, the other Pat. And the next morning, I woke up to an email saying that there was a new run for, a new self defense record out. I was like, why didn't he mention this? Oh yeah, yeah. Because because uh, as Bob will tell you, and anybody that has had to um, deal with me as a label head or label owner or label manager, uh, I'm te- so bad. Or you guys know this from fucking promo- promoting the fucking podcast. I'm literally yes. the worst yeah. human being when it comes to self promotion. I'm brutal, <clears throat> and half the time it's it's like. Well, all the time, it's no disrespect to the people that give me money. It's literally forgetting. So, so we would do the work for you if we knew that it was happening. That's the only thing. That's yeah, true. no, that's true. So remember last week, Tom, um, Patrick, why don't you tell what happened on Thursday? Thursday is when you release digitally uh, a new self-defense, kind of new old re- recording. Um, but that was on Thursday. We were supposed to release an episode that day, but what happened? Uh, well, firstly, you had to I, do more than one thing at once. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're too comedy couldn't do it. Exactly. And this sounds like bullshit. Cause I, I lived on Twitter for a bunch of years. I'm not, this sounds crazy. I kind of forgot Twitter existed for about four hours and just forgot to like, so when I went on Twitter, I was like, Oh, I had a record come out today and I didn't say a fucking thing on Twitter. What's wrong with me. And it's cause I hadn't looked at it all day. So, wow. Maybe that means I'm healthy, or maybe that means that I'm senile. I don't quite know. Uh, to our listeners today, uh, this break, this breaking up of my voice is not because I'm in an emotional state about the topic that we're going to discuss. It's because I just got out of the studio, and I had to do some proper proper yells, which is not my, uh, not my thing. So, Weird, so did I. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your voice stands up way better than mine. You, you I guess can so. Act- so, Tom, you can actually, like, do the job that you had for a number of years. Uh, nobody's ever, <laughs> nobody's yeah. ever accused me of being able to do it. <laughs> Passively. I don't know if I could even say that, but yeah. Uh, did you, what was your le- relative level of losing your voice on tour? Um, almost never. Oh, that's impressive. I mean, now that I don't do it all the time, it's like I couldn't play two shows in a row without like some prep. Yep. I mean, like in Europe, like we played 55 shows in 58 days and we played an hour a night and I didn't lose it once. Fuck. I'd be done after two days. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was done in other ways, but yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, quick news and notes before we get into the, the meat of the episode. And by the way, Patrick, uh, there was a genuine you, – you, you actually came and apologized to the chat to both me and Tom for forgetting about putting up the episode – but I, I yeah. had known that you were advertising or promoting your other thing. And it was like one of the, I was like, oh, yeah, we, it's okay, man. Like I, yeah, I knew so you felt right. something. And I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter, man. It's okay. We're breaking through to him. We're cracking, we're breaking the ice. <laughs> um, Tom, <laughs> now, yeah. have you heard, That's according to word. Bleacher Report, yes. A Rod and J Lo have hired JP Morgan Chase to raise money for a possible bid on the Mets? Per no. Friday. I'd be weighing into that. Even though well, A-Rod grew up being a Met fan. Mm-hmm. Like J-Lo is from the Bronx, so I'm imagining she's a Yankee fan, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but anybody, dude, anybody but the Wilpons. I'll go fucking full Green Bay Packers and we all buy like one share and we like own it. You know? That might be the best way. I think if you if every, if everybody who lived in Queens had a, owned a part of the Mets, that right, it seems we all like, threw in like 100 bucks or something, fuck it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that should, yeah, that should be the uh, every. So Eric Wilson's bored during quarantine. See if he can get around and pass the hat. <laughs> Let's do it. I just raised two billion to buy the Mets and Queens. Just walking yeah. around. People are really mad at the Wilpons. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Um, all right, so so what's good, guys? We we got a topic for today. It's going to be a fun one. Do yeah. we have any little chit chat we wanted to do beforehand? Or? Now, we j- want just so we, just so we stay topical and uh, current. Uh, yes, everybody. Yes, we saw the dude from Three Eleven uh, praising Turnstile. Um, mm. That's that's n- I, this is not to take anything away from like it being cool. I guess. Um, it's not that weird. Turnstile is a band that plays in front of really big crowds, particularly, uh, particularly, yeah, very popular. And particularly on festivals, they play in front of massive crowds sometimes. So, so if our listeners don't know, they're a legitimate band. And I don't mean to take anything away from those of us that are still playing 300 caps, but what I mean is they are on a different level. So they're going to get noticed. uh, But, and this is a weird one because do we respect the guy from 311? Is it cool? Is it not cool? I think it doesn't matter. He seems like a fun dude who liked a fucking riff. Nothing wrong with that. Right. And it's a it's a really good song. I liked his twist on it, actually. Yeah. And I think it kind of will help people revisit that song because I feel like it's – I don't know if it's a hit necessarily on that record, but I, it feels like it gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah, I think it's – a great song and yeah. it's got a lot of spins on, it's got a lot of listens on on spotify so okay. it, somebody listening but uh it might be overlooked at just how how good it was i think before we started recording you mentioned that it's just like a really good song right great melody, yeah um i did like that later if you if you felt like diving into the comments um you'd see nick hexham later on down the line praises time and space and goes, I think time and space is a masterpiece. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. It was legit. Hey man, fuck it. So three of three Axe to Grind hosts declare that Nick's Hexum covering turnstile is chill. Uh, also, <laughs> here's what we learned. That's his government name. Yeah. Right? Which is what a, a good cool. name. Yeah. yeah. There's like a guy, there's a uh, someone who owns like a, like a steel place over in Greenpoint, and his name is Harry Branium. I like him. And it's like painted in like this old school kind of like font on the side of this like black building. Like, and he's been there for you know probably like a hundred years or something ridiculous. But in there is Harry Branium, and I was like, that's a fucking that's a Spider Man character I've ever heard one. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um. I have a thing to to share. I forgot to talk about this. I probably knew it last podcast. Um, so, recurring themes. Right before uh, getting on, we were talking that we're going to. Th- right now, everybody, we're recording just audio, and this can be problematic uh, because we we're so used to vibing off each other in person that if when we can't see each other, th- there's room for collision. Right. Like we'll talk over each other in a way that we might not in person, et cetera. So we decided before we started, hey, let's stop doing the audio ones. We'll do video and just convert them to audio that better communication, whatever. And uh, I forgot I, a couple of days ago, I checked my spam folder for something that I've been waiting for. Not there. But what is there is a person who is. Let's see. Would you would you like to hear this? It's fun. Go for um, it. Love fun. 
Okay, so if it hasn't been deleted, it – oh, man, I get a lot of spam per day. Holy shit. Um, okay, so it looks like it might have been deleted. Humble brag. It was, a, it was a person that was threatening me. They said, uh, I have video of you uh, uh, pri- uh, of you privately watching pornography on webcam. Uh, I, this is your password, which w- they got right. Uh, wow. And, wow. <laughs> and – uh, I am going to release unless you send. And it was actually, I felt bad for the person because even if I wanted to, even if I believed this person or cared, uh, it was some like, it, you know, it was you, you, it, like, does everybody know how there's like regional m- money things? Like Venmo is like a United yeah, States yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, yeah, but if you go to Australia, it's different. If you go to Africa, it's different. And this was an African one that I didn't even know how to fucking. I was like, "Hey, bro, you know, you're on your own." You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah. you can release that shit because I don't know how to fucking pay you. So, yeah. Uh, not that I believe them or really cared. What I really wanted to say is, uh, "Good luck. Send me the link." But uh, it, 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 it. Oh, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> but if anybody's curious, uh, they, I have been hacked. So when I got hacked the other day, I got yeah. hacked, properly hacked. You got full-on hacked. So here's my question. Was it a video of yourself that you made watching pornography? No, no, no. They were saying that they had – no. I, I know. Hacked the camera. and yeah. yeah, I don't think I got those. Um, what but, but what they, kind of porn do you think you were watching when they caught you? Uh, blacked Raw. Okay. I mean, why not? If not, why <laughs> not? It's got the best production values. It's my favorite. <laughs> At good locations, you know, so whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great, great story. Great scenery great, shot. Great yeah. writing. Great set pieces. Uh, Do you uh, think that this, the fall of the comic industry might lead to you applying for jobs at Black Draw? Uh, if they were hiring, I would apply in a second. Do you know what I applied for the other day via uh, uh, Skype? I think I told no. you. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. But tell, the, tell everyone. Russian Romance Mobile Gaming. Uh, How'd it is, go? How was the interview? Yeah, uh, interview seemed very <laughs> successful and, and fruitful. Uh, here was the here was the question: Are you okay with LGBTQ? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not. What was, what was your answer? <laughs> Deaf. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, one hundred one hundred percent. Because here's the deal: like this might seem totally crazy to some of our listeners. That's a legitimate question in Russia. In Russia, right? It, so. Uh, even though as the first question that I get asked at a job interview, it seems almost preposterous. It, 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 it is relevant in Russia where I'm sure a couple people at least that's intoned tough. that they did were not comfortable. <laughs> so right, that's why they're outsourcing to you. Wow. Well, if so for anybody that has a problem with like cultural appropriation stuff, if I get this job, I will be writing, uh, lesbian teens uh, and their romance lives. So, uh, yeah, please feel free. To, yeah, tattoo exactly. P- please feel right. free to con- please p- feel free to contact me uh, with all your complaints. Uh, you know, this doesn't seem that different than what you do here or on worst possible timeline. So whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Um, and we'll like okay. you scribbling in your notebook. Yeah, so that, <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw that candy uh, candy zine that they're doing, where Mark McCoy yeah, says yeah, that it's he, very cool. That he, that he writes, he journals for three hours a day before he starts his day. Uh, I've never been more angry in my entire life. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I, wish I, had three I never, hours I never felt that way before. 
I I read that and really enjoyed his day. I really enjoyed. I was like, man, that is a that's a kind of like a way to start. Well, here think about this alternate timeline for each of your lives. Now we have to admit that that dude's quite talented at what he does. No question. So imagine that any of the three of us had picked a lane of a thing where our ability to do it enabled us to go, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write for a few hours every morning. I'm going to journal. Bob. And then I'm going to draw for the rest of the day. Bob, let me stop you here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Writing for three hours a day. Writing for three hours a day is one thing. Journaling <laughs> for three hours a day. I mean, you think he's writing like like in my so-called life? Like, what do you think is fucking going on yeah, in a journal? Yeah, Hauser, MD. What's Tom? the song? What's the bad pop punk song in my diary? It's like it's, it's not. Okay. It's like radio pop punk. Uh, like simple plan or something. Yeah, I, I, I like to song. think that Mark McCoy is writing. I'm just a kid. Life is a nightmare. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if? Plot twist: The three hours of journaling every morning were the Black Draw scripts. Oh, then it changes this whole shit for me. I'm with it. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry right, I cool. said anything. Can I get a job? Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, from that very nice and easy segue, uh, you guys want to get into it today? Let's do it. Yes. We, Tom, we yes. uh, we often get messages asking us. To play teenage DJ, kinda right. Uh, you know, hey, make me a mix. Da da da. What are the songs you would give someone to hear this or that? We actually got asked, and I want to the the listener who sent this email. We're going to answer this, but not today. Um, but they sent a very cool scenario based email on a similar thing to this, but different enough that it'll be a very cool episode. So we're getting to it. Uh, but we're doing we're doing a little bit of mixtaping today. Is that is that a good way to put it? Yes, good way to put it. stop journaling. And now we're going to do some mixtaping. <laughs> so let, let, let's let's talk on this real quick because we're doing New York hardcore, and uh, we debated doing it this close to our blockbuster episode where we uh, sort of, for lack of a better word, ranked. Uh, New York hardcore bands. Where we got yelled at by all aspects of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, real quick, you know what's really funny? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me pull something up. Because continue talking, but I'm going to sure. tell you just how how recent that was because it was way longer than we think. Because I mean, we recorded that in the hotel. Yeah, time is fucking broken right now. So yeah. uh, time is broken. But uh, here's the thing: for any of the uh, any of our listeners that that, that came out February 18th. Yeah, just yesterday. So the 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 point is, uh, if, if we sound if we sound New York focused, it's because uh, some of us know it very well, and it it's a good launching pad when we're starting a, a new sort of idea on the podcast. Yeah. So so uh, don't worry, unless you're from you know Apache oh, Junction. Yeah, yeah. It, then we will eventually get around to your uh, uh, this exercise with your region you know yeah, that I mean? was my hope to do anyway like yeah we got a lot i, I thought there were some good suggestions for that South version a midwest version a california version yeah. like there's so much shit you know yeah, yeah for sure yeah. And, and so he, here's the new york one and uh let's talk about it i 
I chose my list with a very like a very specific aim, but I'd like to hear how you guys arrived at your list. Well, so to start, the premise is ten songs or so that you'd give someone if they asked you to make them a New York hardcore mix. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, That's a good yeah, way. and I think. <clears throat> we would like, for example, like we would make a 30 song playlist of our 10 each. Sure. Yeah, that works. No repeating bands. No repeating okay. bands on, well, no repeating. No, 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 on my list, I have no repeating bands. Well, neither do I, but I'm saying like, do you, do you want to parse out? Cause like there's probably, there's definitely bands that we're all going to have. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, or, or well, we have all record. three lists. Yeah, if it's on different records or it's substantially different, and uh, to to lean in here, I also kind of I think you did too, Tom. We we each were like, hey, let's give this a little flavor. Like, there's a we could tell you here's the ten best New York hardcore songs according to me, and that's cool. That's really cool, actually. But but we all kind of wanted to do something a little different. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, who's leading off? Patrick, Go give in. your concept and and then, or actually, Tom. Do you want to start and you can give us your what your your spin was and then give us your first song and then we'll go around like that? Sure, sure. So I tried to go through like the history of NYHC. So I didn't want to just – I mean you could literally do one from like you know, fucking 1980 to 1985 and, and have a 30-song mixtape or whatever. So I kind of wanted to make it like a cross-section and a cross-section of sound as well because um, I think New York has a lot of different shit. Um, across the years. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of give like my, the potential person who's getting this mixtape, like an overview of like what New York hardcore is and was and, and remains. Um, so this is Tom's yeah. New York hardcore, the way it was, the way it is and the way it always like, will be. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's like a lot of them are probably pretty standard, but, and this isn't by no means like everything. But this is like after we talked about it and we did a little pre-pro while I was, while I was working, I just put together like my list of, of songs. I ended up coming up with like 18 or something. But, nice, nice. So yeah, just so we had some backup in case we repeated a lot of stuff. Love it. So my first one, like you give the kid the tape. We're going we're gonna to make, make believe it's a tape for now or is this like a <laughs> yeah, Spotify? Let's do it. I did let's it. Do. I did it as a tape in my head. Okay. First fucking thing you put that tape in, first song, Victim in Pain. Okay. It's the blueprint. You can't do it without – that's literally what it, we all are based off of is that one song. And I think that there's – you know, you, you you put that on, you're kind of like you're, – you're either all in, you're all out. Yeah, that's a great song. I mean you really can't – you know. I mean I was going to look at like with time. Like there's so many fucking songs. I thought like, about with time too. Uh, there's – that whole record's just chock full, you know. Yeah, you know, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and it's a great, especially for your theme. I think starting with Agnostic Front is is a pretty great, great way to do it. You kind of have to, yeah. All right, PK, you want to go next? Sure. So the 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 concept of my list uh, is there's a listener. You know how when we have guests on the or, or on the internet, somebody will be like, "Does Patrick even fucking like hardcore?" And I, I tried to drill down on what it is that makes a successful hardcore band, song, album to me. And uh, it really comes down to personality. Uh, 
for anybody that's paying attention, you'll notice that the stuff that really resonates with me is stuff that uh, either intentionally or unintentionally betrays a ton about the people involved. Uh, some reflection upon who's making it feels like real art, even if it's just kids banging on fucking substandard equipment in a, in a shitty practice space, you know? So, yep. uh, so my list is all stuff with big personality. I don't want to use the word quirky, but I want to say individualistic um, and uh, has flavor. So everybody listening knows that I have a lot of love for Sick of It All. Uh, the Sick of It All song, Just Look Around, is probably nobody's favorite Sick of It All song. Uh, it's a good song. But probably nobody's probably nobody's favorite, right? But as far as having personality and being reflectant of the time, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's, oh, absolutely. Just say again, Tom. No, you're absolutely right. I think of the time of like what was going on in New York in 1992, and there's a very like rudimentary version of it, but it was kind of what's going on. Yeah, no pun intended. And, and going on, but it's also like specific enough that like it's a hardcore anthem style for anybody that doesn't know it's it's about uh you know like age of quarrel style shit you know like uh like like yeah like the riots and like in in um what you call it like like the greed of our leaders pitting us uh races against each other for the for the enrichment of the upper class uh you know the erosion of democracy just hardcore shit Right. Right. And yeah. And what makes this one special to me is how on the nose it's it it's not scared to be. Right. So basically the chorus is I see the whites that hate the blacks, blacks against the Jews, race against religion. And we're all and they're all too blind to see. Right. And now that is difficult to imagine being a sing-along in 2020. Yeah, I feel like people might be put off by the the blacks. <laughs> hard, hard, <laughs> hard to see a lot of hard to see a room full of average hardcore fan listeners uh, sing along to that line specifically. And in not, in, I mean, in the in the, at the time, it was. I mean, it's, it wasn't meant to be offensive, obviously. No, no, and, 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 not fucking. They're not racist in any way. No, and honestly, I, I would say that probably the vast majority of people that live in real life probably wouldn't find it offensive now. But certainly, like the the Twitter Adi might just their, their ears might just start burning at, at like the blacks, the Jews, etc., and <laughs> might, might might miss what is actually happening here. So, uh, for that reason, I think that this song, among Sick of It All's catalog, has a ton of personality, a ton of like kind of a fearless presentation in a lot of ways. Because Sick of It All. And I say this as a dude that really likes the band a ton. Uh, they're almost, I, I don't mean political like they're a political band. I mean that they are, um, they're political in how apolitical they are. Uh, and they're a band for everybody, right? That's what I mean by that. And uh, not going out of their way to uh, provoke or offend, just kind of delivering the hardcore reality, for lack of a better word. Uh, and this one kind of just has more spice and uh, it also is a pretty fucking solid groove of a song. So that's my pick. 
Yeah, you know what's funny? I was listening to uh, <clears throat> Lou just did some like one of these like live interview, like live chat kind of things. <clears throat> and they were talking about the, that record is like particularly yeah. and like how different it is from the first record and stuff. He's like, we just learned how to play. He's like, but yeah. where we fucked up is like we thought every song had to be like three minutes. And he's like, yeah. fuck. He's like, that's why we don't play these songs anymore because they're so fucking long. Yep. But in the grand scheme of things, they're not. But that's a long – that record, those songs kind of drag a little bit. 13 yeah, songs, 30 minutes. No, 29, 30. Okay. Not terrible. I mean, not not terrible, but that's there's not – there's just not – I mean, compare it to Blood Sweat. Blood Sweat's um, 19 songs, 27 minutes. Yeah, right. There you go. So for them, it's like, oh, my God. You know, cut cut six songs or five songs and add however many minutes, you know. Um I think Just Look Around is an overlooked record in the sick of it all history. And, you know, it's not scratch. It's not uh, blood sweat. It's not what a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people love uh, belt to last and scratch the surface. Um, But to me, I I actually, I actually personally like it more than um, scratch the surface or belt to last. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it's a weird one, but it just, there was no, there's no hype around it, but there's some, there's certainly some good songs on there. Yeah, so a lot of groups. The pain strikes, uh, yeah. but all right. Uh, thank, so everybody understands the concept of mind. It's going to get weird. Yeah, yeah, New, New York hardcore flavor saver. There you go. Um, mine. <sighs> I thought about New York hardcore and the personalities that make it up, but I think it's. What I like about it is when it's the most unhinged and manic and maniac music. Um, and that can be taken a lot of different ways. So that that's the theme of mine is, is maniac music. And Oh, I like that. Uh, what do you got? The first song is Urban Waste, Public Opinion. Which, okay. um, Good. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. Um, I think it's <clears throat> particularly – one, musically – I'll take this record as far as early eighties, hardcore seven inches go, you know, it's, it's behind the negative approach seven inch. It's behind the minor threat seven inches, but it's right up there in the mix with a lot of the other greats. It's, it's just a fucking fantastic record. So overlooked, so overlooked, still overlooked. And, you know, if you ever are getting weirded out or feel odd about liking hardcore or not liking hardcore or listen to this or listen to that. Remember that these motherfuckers in 82 were writing songs like this one. That's like, I'm not into hardcore. Right. I'm not into punk rock. Don't so, so don't, don't, don't feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also think it kind of like lays the ground for New York being its own thing compared to, uh, the other early 80s scenes. It's not mid- the Midwest. It's not DC. It's not Boston. It's its own thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about Urban Waste and Antidote and The Mob and Reagan Youth and all the like early 80s New York bands. Like NAF should be in there too, for sure. They're part of the whole thing. And the thing that really, the thing I always circle around and try to tell people is what I appreciate the most about early 80s New York hardcore. Um, basically everything up to victim and pain is that unlike the other scenes where it seemed like they kind of had a few people who were like, Hey, this is the place to go record. 
hey, this is kind of what the record should sound like. You listen to all the Boston hardcore stuff, it has some similar sounds. Midwest, same de- deal. DC, for sure, same deal. New York, way different. You know, you, you listen to Urban Waste, it sounds way different than The Mob, sounds way different than Antidote, sounds way different than fucking uh, United Blood. Yep. It's It's really cool. So that's where I start. I think it's, I also think, it's listening to it today. A lot of, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about early eighties, hardcore being on the maniac side of things, they they cite void. And I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this and listen to void. And I was like, okay, void sounds like it's unraveling a bit, but sometimes when it sounds like that, it actually does. Whereas urban waste, I think has that maniac vocal and like, fuck, it was, it was tough for me to pick between this song and ignorance, but public opinion. And I think his voice is second to only Brandon at that point. Oh, it's fucking great. It's, it's really like he, great. He, like he chewed on fucking glass before he recorded. And he's got personality. The way his yeah. voice goes up and in and like like it almost starts it's it builds up and explodes. It's fucking great. So all right. Next one, Tom. All right. Um hmm. I all right, so you know you so far, you know, they're getting a good overview. They got a little sick of it all. They have, they have Urban Waste. They have AF. Going to 1989. It fucking just, one snare hit and goes right into it. I'm going uh, Killing Time Telltale. Mm, mm. Had a feeling. I think that just, it's, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't one, it was two. But I, mean, I think there's so many songs on that record and it's easy to go like Brightside or whatever or Backtrack or, you know. But I think that song just. It's just so fucking like driving, and just the way it starts. Like I'm all for like. There's another song or two on here that's based literally just on how it starts. Is like the rest of the song could suck at it, but it starts so awesomely that I'm on board. And I think this with like the Bahama, it's just so fucking hard. And who couldn't relate to it? It was written by like an 18 year old. When that song starts, if you when you see him play it live, or if you've ever seen a band cover it, it just it's like. It's it's the you remember those I guess they're called poppers you throw them on the ground they go pop 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 like that yeah, that's what happened that's the crowd because it just uh, it just kicks them in the ass right away got got bullied by Cambodian children recently they they threw poppers at me well, that's <laughs> did you start going on my like, back stretching the truth did you just start <laughs> that, that probably would have worked did we talk about it Tom um, the parallels between bright side and bring it down no but it's okay you kind of see where it is right like so it's it's post crossover metal influenced new york hardcore yeah did they Um, record the same place too that possibly uh, rock maybe i don't i don't know it could be but i'm not sure i think they're both particularly great sounding records for that time really great sounding i think influential in their own way both both and um that's one where it's not like I don't I don't think I think you hear Killing Time get grouped with a lot of other NYHC kind of but not the Judge LP and and I think those two records are closer yeah closer than than people talk about and I'd love to do a side by side like a track by track on those two records I would love to do that yeah that's a fun one um PK yes I next up Fear Love by Yuppicide I'm sorry <laughs> Uh, it's a yuppie side song. So number one, number one yuppie side, there's probably a kid in Japan who's a bigger yuppie side fan, but n- 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 number one yuppie side fan, 
Patrick Inland saying uh, Meat Packer as as uh, his yuppa side pick, uh, okay. and uh, it is so much. Per- I mean, everything that this band did had personality, but that doesn't mean everything was a banger. And it, and there's quite a quite a few songs that might not qualify as listenable, uh, but Meat Packer is just fucking great. You know what I mean? It's it's just like a it's just a fucking like. You could be into almost any form of aggressive music. You could be in, you could be like a prong fan and, and still find something in the song that that is uh, heavy and fucking. Uh, it's just if you want an idea of that band at their most hardcore, quote unquote, it would it would be that. And, and I uh, w- would send people in that direction, even though you could argue that the uh, uh, the stuff right before that, uh, I think Shinebox came before that. People might yeah. say that that's better. Uh, I think that uh, de- the, this record, which was off of Dead Man Walking, is uh, this song, which is off Dead Man Walking. Also, the cleaner is on Dead Man Walking, but we won't get into it. It's, it's fucking just great. So, uh, oh man, Nice Guys Finish Last is on Dead Man Walking. There's a lot of fucking tracks on that record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one... This is the one that I would send people to, uh, to see if you have any, uh, if you can't fuck with this Yuppie Side song, don't fuck with Yuppie Side because it's probably just not going to connect. Not going to, yeah. Patrick, I mean, the guy, I mean, Jesse does have personality. In spades, for sure. It's fucking big personality. Have you ever been to yuppiesidemerch.com? No. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. Um, I, see I, flat, I, I see a flat from here calling your name um yo what what is the upside record you would tell people to start with i'm saying dead man walking uh I like, shinebox, but yeah yeah it's, it's either shinebox or dead man walking uh but i'm going dead man walking i think that it is a great it, it, it's from 1995 and that makes total sense it, it's uh got a lot of like uh, somewhat modern sensibility f- for for that time uh but also art school but also hardcore so yeah. uh, that's my pick for sure. By a tall British, uh, you know, British man who sometimes wears stilts and sometimes yes. wears makeup, and it's fucking crazy. It's very 1995 Bowery. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, artsy, like the city's not nearly as dangerous as it used to be, but it's still kind of sketchy. But yeah. Um, before we continue, I got the lost connection to server thing again. Mm. Yeah, we've had yeah. we've had decent luck with just carrying on. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Done. Uh, this one might seem like an easy one, but it, it was a tough pick for me here. Uh, I'm going Chromags. It's the limit. Um, because I think <clears throat> what I wanted was that same theme of maniac music. Um, and that I think there's several maniacs in the Chromags. I think that everyone except, I don't think that Ma- Mackie is, is a maniac just because he's talented at music, but otherwise I, I wouldn't call, I don't know and haven't heard stories of him being a maniac. Um, and probably not a maniac. Paris is a little bit of a maniac. Have you ever seen his probably, website? Probably. Yeah, that's true. Doug Holland, maybe not a maniac, but I bet he has some pretty crazy life experience stories. I mean, so, he's a crowd first. I mean, he's got to have some fucking craziness. Yeah. So, but JJ Harley, Paris. But what I also wanted was for this song to showcase what I think are the best elements of age of coral. 
and it was between it was it was really tough because yeah, I mean, I think there's other songs that maybe showcase more. Like we gotta know is great just because the way it comes in, it's like instantly memorable. It's probably one of the parts I remember the most. Um, is just the 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 way the record just opens. It's so perfect. I mean, you get four clicks at any point. You think mm-hmm. you know what's happening? Yes, yes. The no record sounds like that. But so it's the limit though has the the part that inspired the most like insane reaction. Like people would go crazy for the breakdown in this song. Right. And it just has that really intense build up and like <clears throat> it's very manic, like you said. Yeah, it's it's like comparable to Bad Brain style, like like the build up in, in Right Brigade. Like it's it's just got this it just builds the tension of it so hard. Um, and lyrically it's great. I, I think it's, um, I mean, that's my see what I know pretty fucking hard. So hard. And it's the song that I think I would give to someone that whets the appetite really easily. It's not a very long song for, for no. this record. It's it's, but it gets right down to business and you can see like the other side, I wanted to show like their chops a little bit. Most of the songs do this one does, but I also, the drumming on Age of Quarrel is so superior, um, and the sound on the low end of, of everything here is is great. So this song kind of does it all. So, all right. So I just as a, I'm going to take Carl uh, Meggs off my list because I had it. Okay. Um, I had world pick. world peace. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's like a hit, but yeah. also I'll take that off so we don't repeat. Cool. Great song though. Um. So mine, I'm going to go. Uh, well. I don't know when they recorded this, actually. 91, probably. I'm going to go as a representative of how weird, quote-unquote, um, New York Hardware could get. I'm going New Morality by Byrne. It was on mm. my list later on, but yeah, it's a good one. I think it's – there's a groove that even if you don't like punk, you can get into it. The lyrics are probably the best Byrne lyrics. Um, and I think this could be like – you could play this to almost anyone who likes some type of heavier guitar music and be like, yep, that's it. Like I could, I could fuck with this. Yeah. I think it also, it makes my list because it's just, it's crazy. It's just Chaka's lyrical content is nuts on here. And it's also showing this really cool progression of New York hardcore and the sound. So uh, yeah, new morality is just, is it here's a good question for you Tom. Is it your favorite burn song? Um cuz I'm not sure I like it a lot. I don't know if it's my favorite though. You know what I mean? I mean, it's 90% of the time it probably well, maybe a little less than that. 75% of the time it yeah. is. Sometimes <laughs> it's uh out of time. Yeah. Sometimes it's um last great scene. Yeah. It all depends. Yeah. It really all no. depends. I know. And it, I actually think Gavin wrote this lyrically too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Props to Gavin. Uh, props Brilliant to the dude theory. who wrote, wrote the riffs and the lyrics. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, Burn, New Morality. Patrick, do you have any feelings on Burn? We, I think we've talked about it. I, I'm yeah. not as big a fan as I should be based on my interests. I just, if I'm going to be frank, the vocals are alienating for me. Uh, they are, uh, to me, almost uh, like snotty punk vocals on, uh, like, kind of. Uh, proto quicksand but heavy and i don't think that they necessarily work interesting wow. i would 
I would love to hear you give this this song and the tales of Chateau or whatever the single that's this, the last great say, um, and just listen to these because Chaka's vocal register is a little deeper. Even though I mean, I think it's pretty deep on the uh, first ones. What's your what's your bigger issue with it or your comparison to like Snotty Punk? Because to me, his like his cadence is pretty sharp and like more rhythmic than, um, than, than like spiking. If you, if you can kind of think, think of it like that. Uh, let's see. I'm tr- I, if I try to do an impression of him, uh, he might take exception to it. Of course. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that's probably a fair thing to say. So, so the, use your words, tr- poet. Come on, let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, really. My warrior poet. You know what's funny? You say that. Like I watched some interview with him, and he said one of his biggest vocal influences was the dude from Crucifix. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He he name checks that a lot. I think that's one of his favorite hardcore records, actually. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, kinda, I don't hear it, but I can see. I guess when Pat says that. But I, when you say spiky punk, Pat, what do you? What kind of a vocal are you talking about? So it, it's uh, okay. Uh, again, an impression is not going to help any of us. Um, the uh, staccato, 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 raise. You know what I mean? Okay, so, sure, so, sure, 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 sure. So, so uh, I associate that with uh, like snotty punk. You know, mm. so like if you have like a, uh, if you don't have a naturally uh, burly voice, and yeah. and you're going and you're going staccato, 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 raise. Then I I tend to. It it comes off to me a little snotty, but when for me when I hear that, but there's a heavier like lower end to the vo- vocal, you know what I mean? Like he's he's a bassier vocal than most. When I hear think snotty punk, I think like flighty. You're thinking light, nasal. light, light, light. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're thinking nasal, but I don't yep. think he's I don't think he's totally free of that. I I think that really uh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, musically it's, it's really like top flight shit. So I, yeah. I always claim that I'll get back, uh, uh, like eventually it'll win me over in the way that some stuff does, but okay. uh, it ha- hasn't quite got there yet, but you know Does, what? I haven't tried, haven't tried in two calendar years, so we'll give it a go soon. When we, uh, when we are finally able to do listening parties again in the way we like to do it, maybe we'll do something like the, uh, the, uh, revisit review where we, we go through like and that, yeah. each of us listen to some old stuff. So um, for those of you who are missing the listening parties, it's just logistically been really hard. Uh, we have a few concepts cooking up right now that won't be listening parties, but will hopefully uh, sate your desire for new music. There you go. All right. Uh, it is your, you're up PK. Oh, we keep okay. attracting. Uh, I can. Cause I mean, if you want to send it to me, I'll make a, a mix too for the, uh, sure. There you go. I'm going. Uh, Tom, where, where, Tom, start me off. What did you, you had AF victim in pain. I had AF victim in pain, killing time, telltale, and yeah. burn new morality. Cool. All right, give me a second. Holy shit! Fuck you, autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat, you had. Sick of it all, just look around. Yup, aside, meat packer. And now for my third choice, we're going with Lovesick by Crown of Thorns. God damn you. Okay. It, what, did it make your list? Juggernaut was on my list. 
Uh, okay, so Juggernaut for a lot of Juggernaut, not to take anything away from you, Tom, is is the entry level option for for your crown of, of orange choice. Uh, I thought that Lovesick, firstly, part of the reason that I wanted to maybe turn uh, some of our listeners onto it if they haven't, this song more than most, you can everything that you register in TUI in the beginning yeah. is Lovesick. And uh, that doesn't mean that TUI didn't get like very much a voice of their own. They did. But uh, it means that this feels like the template for, for the origins of TUI, no doubt. This song, like it's everybody knows Crown of Thorns, but this song feels like yeah. it. And uh, I also just think that this song uh, for what we'll vaguely call it's not tough guy music, but it's certainly tough guys playing the music. Yeah. And, uh, for that lane, this is about as sensitive as you get. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's very expertly done, very vulnerable. And, uh, for that reason, it has a ton of personality. I like it. I back that hard. Do you think crown of thorns is hurt by their name? And it's something we talk about, but do you, th- one, I think it's a great name. Two, yeah, the first time I came in contact with it, I was a little bit like, uh, I think I know what this sounds like and I'm not going to listen to it. The, the Z will throw you. Yeah. Okay. Z throws. But I think there's so many people that this is probably some of the more um, accessible, <clears throat> like harder stuff. Yes. That would never give this a second chance just because – either um, by the name or by, you know, like looking at the dudes in the band, they're like assuming that it's all, you know. Or the art or the shirts, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the record ha- is the is a fucking cigar box. Right. Yeah, um, 12, and and I think that's, that's an important thing is what are our presumptions about something going into it? And it's yeah. hard. It's hard to escape those. But, I mean um, – the Crown of Thorns is a, is a much better band, and especially like <clears throat> for their time frame. And that's the other side is from the window in time from where they came and the name and the aesthetics, you would assume the sound is a lot less uh, – I mean, I don't want to call it traditional New York hardcore, but you can see the through line from them to the Where the Wild Things Are comp pretty easily sure so uh so yeah it's 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 interesting and that they don't really sound like what uh i i think and i i was that person assumed they sound like so it's it's kind of cool that yeah these act and dijon as a combination is one of the fucking weirdest combinations and i because they're both so kind of doing their own thing but they work so incredibly well together true all right so now for something Completely different. Completely different. Uh, we're going to go to NYU and let everyone know that they kill fucking monkeys and you fucking know oh. it. Um, citizens arrest, serve and protect. When it comes to maniac music, this this is it. It's like um, <sighs> citizens arrest to me is the New York City answer to infest where it's like, look, it's not as fast or like – all the time and it, it slows down and by the time you get to the Colossus LP it slows down a lot um, 
but they're just the vo- vocally it's so out of fucking hand. Um, <laughs> Daryl Kahan is going full rage. His his vocal it sounds like his vocal cords burst through this song. Um, um, you know the 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 lyrics are an allusion to police, um, and it just it just has that mania that I I want from my hardcore and. It's pulling on New York stuff, but it's it's pulling back to early '80s New York. It's pulling on Boston hardcore. It's pulling on Siege. You know, it's starting to pull into these areas where not many other bands were. And you know, I don't, I don't look at them as like, hey, this is canonical. Like, you need to know who this band is to know New York hardcore. You definitely don't. But for me, the connection they have as being like, these are actually guys who grew up in the CB scene and kind of just were more into the punk side of things. It's just cool that they existed. And that when you listen to the music, you're like, Oh, this is pretty fucking angry. This is like hard and angry and dirty music. So, uh, now had they put out the split seven inch with chain of strength, like there were plans for, it would have been really weird, but uh, yeah, it's a weird one, but uh, this this is the first song of their seven inch show. Serve and protect. It's a great song. Uh, Who's gonna put that out? What's that? Who's putting out that split? I never heard. Oh, that. Um, I don't know who was. That was That's that was. Insane. They were like buddies though. Um, yeah. I think they were pulling from the same well, which is really an odd thing too. But I, you know, I just don't know. I mean, I think that there was the dudes in Citizens Arrest were all like died in the wool hardcore guys. You know, right, right, right. So They're just. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Daryl Kahan shortly thereafter, and maybe even during the lifespan of of Citizens Rest, got very into like death metal and um, a lot of different types of like really dark shit, as some of his post Citizens Rest projects reflect, and his vocal styles reflect too. So, would have been weird. I don't think it was going to be on Revelation. I'll say that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I I listened to Colossus the other day, and I would recommend that for anybody that. Uh, it, it's, uh, if you, li- if you think you don't like, uh, mid-tempo hardcore, you might like this mid-tempo hardcore. Yeah. I think it's really aggressive. I actually thought that <sighs> kind of in a different thing. Um, I think that New York in a lot of ways, and man, we do, we talk about New York hard- hardcore a lot, but we'll talk about other stuff too. Don't, don't get mad at us. Um, New York hardcore as a whole does mid tempo in a really different way than most other places. And, uh, I, I kind of appreciate that listening to a lot of this different types of stuff. Uh, citizens rest Colossus is a good example of a really kind of weirdly unique record in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, mid tempo can get kind of boring. Sure. It, it, it's to me in a few things like, yo, a lot of the, a lot of age of quarrel is in mid tempo to fast ranges, but it's doing its own thing. Like it's like a power of the, you know, I think people call it a power beat. Um, the drumming is interesting and almost fast. It doesn't get too plodding. And, uh, and I don't know, it's just, it, there's a lot of different forms and that's just one specific type of it. Cause I don't think there's really many other things that actually sound like age of coral, but there's a lot, you know, like, can you call breakdown fast? No. It's not mid-tempo no. per se, but it, it's not particularly fast. No, no, because it's not used today fast. No, it's not antidote fast. You know, it's like 
but they have faster parts, but they're not in any way fast. Right, right. It's it's so interesting. The New York mid tempo is like so different, um, and it enables it enables a lot of tempo shifts that I think are fun. Uh, and that's something that, that gets reflected in a lot of the band, if not the songs, but a lot of the bands and records we're talking about. Sure. All right, Tom, you're up. I'm staying home in Queens, and I'm going Enforcer by Leeway. Mm. Um, could, could also could also fit on my personality plus list. Yeah, yeah. I just think um, and the maniac personalities. Oh yeah, yeah and I mean. Sure. No, it's true. That's very true. Um, especially like I wasn't lucky enough to see them at when this record came out, but just seeing them in the early night, like Eddie Sutton was like a full fucking lunatic. You know what I mean? Like he just had such a like a style and like a flair to what he did, which was fucking amazing. Um, I think like you could put this on for like your Hessian uncle and they'd be like, this is cool. Um and Gravedigger, you better make it three. Is one of my favorite lyrics in hardcore history. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, Eddie Sutton, fun fact: Did you know he's a big baseball card collector? No. I did not. Really into it. Been in the hobby for thirty years. Wild. Wow. Maybe longer. So shout out to Eddie Sutton's projects. Uh, Enforcer's so good. Fuck. There's like. Uh, no leeway songs made my list, but that's also because in the back of my head, Tom, I knew you were going to have one. So, right. Yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty standard. You know what I like? No, but I mean, to me, Enforcer is a harder song than Mark of the Squealer. Yes. But that song, fuck. It's so, there's so, so much good shit. All right. And I mean, have you ever seen them open with Enforcer? They usually do the like, like do do do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's dan 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 dan. It's fucking. Yeah, it's cool when they just jump right into it. Yeah. So. Mm. Man, that's cool. All right, PK, where you at? Okay. Um. Uh, what do I hate more than anything in music? Oh Jesus! Uh, Melody. <laughs> woes. You don't like woes, but you make exceptions. These are all good answers, fellas, but the, but the real answer is fun. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, prove the, give the exception that proves the rule because – Unless it's uh, good and clean, right? Because uh, <laughs> when I was exposed to Murphy's Law in high school, I, that is fucking fun and I still loved it. And Quest for Herb is uh, – as fun a fucking song as you're likely to get in hey like we don't need to be hurting each other right now let's all stage dive fucking fun fun fucking music so uh the the personality that's on display here i mean the band is fucking sharp but it's it's uh, uh jimmy gestapo just doing like exactly what you want from the man you know what i mean which which is like ridiculous lyrics about a topic that no other fucking hardcore band is going to touch. And that's <laughs> procuring marijuana. And it's a fucking great song. Yeah. Fuck yeah. First two Murphy's Lyle P's are just really, really, really good. Wildly underrated. Yes. They got the best. Um, Murphy's Lyle is one of the most like name checked bands, but like for like those two records are such great punk hardcore records. And 
they don't get brought up in the same way, and I, I think that's fucking crazy to me. Agreed. Uh, Pat, in your shirt that you're trying to get, you can get the um, the Murphy's Law shirt with the skater in outer space with Rasta colors for a crisp in your size, like a, a nice medium, I think. Um, for a crisp four hundred and twenty dollars right now, Oof. I'll send. I'll, I'll link you. Uh, what a value! And it's from it's being sent from Malaysia, so good luck getting it, man. Jeez. I wanted the one with uh, the humongous on it, on it, but mm-hmm. uh, is uh, charging ten fifty for shipping, so that's not going to happen. That's right. Why don't you just walk over? That's the plan. All right. Um, oh, I had that sticker when I was a kid. The one that Bob sent out. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's such a cool sticker. They had those stickers. I feel like they had those stickers when I first started going to Generation, like in their sticker book thing, or maybe yeah. even Kim's or something. And I was. I remember oh. marks this and a sick of it old dragon one. Yeah, maybe it was Kim's oh, yeah. then. But I remember being like, "Oh, I should get that sometime." Ah, uh, it's in the sticker book. They'll have it forever, and then not. And yeah. then I'm sad. Then the strokes bought the whole building. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, since we're all members of the Gavin Van Vlack fan club, I'm going <laughs> absolution never ending game. Ooh. I wondered all if the was... time. What's that? I Ooh. wondered if this was going to make the list. I, I, w- I had a suspicion that it would come up, but I thought it was going to make honorable mention. So I- interesting that it made main list. Go on. Yeah, and this over dead and gone also cool, cool choice. Yeah, so I um, personal preference. I like the song a little more than Dead and Gone. I remember the first time I heard it, it was like, "What the fuck? Uh, how come? You know, <laughs> uh, how come this isn't like a, a more prominent song? It's it's great, uh, and I don't want to. I'll, I'll butcher the guy's name, Gingy. Yep. Uh, his vocals are again like like crazy, and the music fits it too. I can't think of many other hardcore songs that have this feeling. Um, and I love the the shifts in the speed. You know, it starts off really fast, uh, and that's one of the the beauties when you listen to Absolution and Burn. And I think the thing that a lot of bands who try to pull those bands they they miss out on where they are kind of faster. Um, or the guitars almost simulate fast, where it's just moving quickly, and uh, and they don't get that. And this this song is 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 a just great song. I think no one else sounds like this dude, and that's fucking awesome. There you go, Tom. Yeah, I'm not really. I can't. Um, I can't argue with any of these choices so far. So far, I'm very proud of our list, uh, Pat. Your 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 picks are not. Out of pocket, you know? No, they're no, good. they're not nearly as weird as I was expecting. Well, I mean, we're only a few in, but but I think we're doing yeah, good. All right. I, I think that my choices are going to surprise you because they're not intentionally they're not intentionally weird bands. Like, these are just bands that with, like, like I said, it's personality. They're not weird. Right. No, they're not. I figured they'd be, like, 10 Yuppa Side songs. No, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> like that kind of weird. Wait till you see where I go next. It's just about it, when I say weird. It's just hardcore has the bad habit, like a lot of music does, of producing a ton of music that, uh, while serviceable, does not in any meaningful way reflect the people that made it. 
And I think everything on my list reflects the people that made it. So th- th- that's what I'm shooting for. I like that. Are we ready? Let's yes. get it. For number five, there might be some overlap with Bob here. I don't know. It's tough to say. I would say, in my personal opinion, the best start of a song slash record in hardcore history. Mm-hmm. Flame Still Burns, Youth Today. Oh, interesting. Great song. I don't have it on my list, but I mean, it's one of my favorite songs. No YOT on the list at all. Not on my list. Wild. I know. Well, because, you know, it could have been, and this is one of the songs. I think the recording for When Honest Alone, Ray sounds pretty nuts. And, And like, if you play this to somebody who doesn't have an ear for hardcore, they can't decipher this, this at all. They don't know what the hell's going on. You know, Fair. it's yipping and yelping like that, 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 you know, um, but not, not Rick to life. It's, it's much better than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love this song. It's just not on my list, Interesting. Huh? but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy it's on here. <laughs> That's a good representation. PK, yeah, you're up. Yeah. Oh. You know, real quick though. I, I think it's so <sighs> revelation, like the way it is stuff, all that, it's a part of New York hardcore. You know what I mean? Like all those sure. bands, Wow, TGB, Judge, Side by Side. We have that conversation, and it's interesting because they they feel like they get put out on their own island. But if anything, maybe it's just a peninsula. You know? So right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right, PK. Too compared to you know Avon. Yes. Avon. Um, okay, I'm going with uh, Marauder, Downfall of Christ. Uh, and uh, did it make the list? No, but uh, Take by Force made the list. Okay, I thought Marauder might make the list. I, I okay. I mean, hello. Yeah, sure. Um, I shared. I want you guys. Yeah, I want you guys. We'll, we'll, I want good cop, bad cop on this uh, downfall of Christ or Taken by Force. So, uh, this this is if you look at Marauder as a metal band, then maybe this is just metal stuff. And if you look at them as a uh, hardcore band, then you could also argue this is just hardcore stuff. But as a heavily metallic-influenced hardcore band, or maybe really one of the progenitors of of metalcore, uh, this is template, but also unique. So it was unique at the time, became template. And... I think that this stuff, fair. like, is there like an element of uh, social commentary? Yep, that's what it mostly is. But is it also steeped in like fun metal imagery? Also, yes. And it is, uh, it is really fun. And I don't know, I don't know these men. Uh, let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, downfall of Christ. Really fun. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great song, but betrayed by all of us. It, so again, I, I don't know these men, um, but certain certain, yeah, you know? certain backgrounds uh, wrestle. And Tom, you'd know a thing about this being Irish Catholic. Certain backgrounds wrestle with the, with criticisms of of Christianity, even if that's how they feel. It, it can be. It can be a tough th- – it's almost like a coming out. Like we talk about kids in the South. It can be a coming out. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. I don't no believe doubt. in any of this shit. And same thing 
for uh, some communities in the Northeast. I don't know if that's uh, how, you know, I don't know if that's how these gentlemen identified, uh, but there's a certain, to me, this feels more of a fuck you than if I had started a Metallic-influenced hardcore band that sang about uh, how re- religions pit each other against each other, pit people against each other. You know what I mean? Like, it fe- right. there's there's something about this that that feels like more of a of an individual waging a cultural betrayal, uh, and I, I think that it's uh, really interesting for that reason. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that makes sense. You know, like. Tom. I think they were all Puerto Rican, which I mean, and you know, <laughs> Christianity and, and folks from Puerto Rico are pretty hand in hand a lot of times. Yep. So this is like kind of like really stepping out on a limb for them. Yeah, and and may, may honestly maybe they came from not religious families, and this didn't mean shit. But I, it just my my inference, which is potentially not fair, uh, is that it, it uh, the Puerto Ricans I know it just means a lot if they were to basically perform this in front of their mama. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. why, that's why it means something to me. All right. So uh, all three of us have some nascent or uh, pretty thick Irish blood here, right? Um, yeah. You both have been to Ireland. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Have either of you been to Puerto Rico? Yes. No. Okay. Well, Tom, you can answer with actual having been there. Patrick, I guess you're halfway, and I'm I'm just in La La Land. But if I was Jesus Christ in 2020, which island would you rather come back to? Puerto Rico's got beaches. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, am I wrong about that? Like, Ireland's pretty beautiful, though. Yeah, it it's is. pretty. Like, you're not coming back to like Dublin if you're like going to a place on the coast. Or something. I'm thinking yeah. JC wants to get a tan and and like have like fruity drinks, alcohol or not, whatever. By the beach and just chill. You know what I mean? Uh, so Jesus, uh, uh, being an Arab dude, uh, I think that uh, the, the the gloom of uh, the British oh, Isles yeah. is not, that ain't going to be agreeable. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did you say the British Isles? Relax, man. I did. I did. Uh, Northern Ireland still exists. Whatever. All respect due to everyone. I'm mad angry about this. It was for convenience sake. There's no such thing as convenience. Right. Well, don't, we can don't. all agree to agree that JC would choose Puerto Rico. Is that right? Are we three for three or? Yes. yes. Um, 2.5. 2.5. All right. We'll, we'll do that. All right. Um, Tom, get a, get, chime in on Taken by Force. Um, I think it's got the um, – my favorite like Marauder Mosh part. Um, I just, I, and I think it, it, it it's I particularly like it because it was on the minus demo and then it ended up being on the LP with Jorge. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like grew up with it because I remember like getting I remember going like into the city specifically to buy the demo and like loving that version and then like Master Killer is such like an insane recording of those same songs, a lot of the same songs. Um, so I mean, I think both versions are pretty fucking sick. True. Cool. And I would mock. Woodmosh is an important component, I think. Yeah, even right now, if if Marauder was playing and I was allowed to go outside, I would probably mosh. <laughs> All right, with that spirit, uh, 
One of the things for New York Hardcore that I've liked is the compilations that they that have kind of swept up and, and yeah. been a part of everything. Uh, Never Ending Game on the New Breed Comp, shout out. Uh, Breakdown Sick People is my way it is yeah. uh, representative. Um, because this is this is a song that if you just read the lyrics, like I want to go to a when things are better and everything's back to normal and we can just go back and go to like the, the Bohemian style, like uh, what are we talking about? Like, uh, like beat poetry nights. Like we, like we used to, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to go to Georgia on Friday if you want to do that. (laughs) Right. Fuck. Um, We can, uh, I would like to read the lyrics to sick people aloud. Earnestly. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's perfect. Like, what else needs to be said about sick people? It's got a mosh part. It's fast. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't argue. Perfect. And and breakdown gets in there for both the way it is and and where the wild things are. So shout out breakdown. Cool. Tom, you're up. All right. Um, oh, fuck. I'm gonna go. I have another band on here that would be a repeat of Patrick's, but I'll go back to that one. I'm going to go 1994. We don't fake it. We just take it. Set it off, Madball. Ooh. Great song. It was either this or Pride. Yeah, that, like, I feel like Pride is like, the hit that like everyone could sing along. But like, there's no record that like is like grimy New York as much as, in 1994 as much as Madball is. Madball set it off was my – I had it on my list and was thinking, I was like, I love, I love the setup to it almost more than the song itself. Um, it's so good. And it, 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 again, crazy people, crazy music for crazy people. Um, I picked a mad ball song, but, but it's, it's neck and neck. So this should be the one on the list. I picked, uh, spit on your grave. You see, I was going that route too, but I'm I was trying to think of like, trying to get someone into hardcore yeah yeah no spit on your grave is a uh, you're in already I, I i think madball is important to have on these lists like if you were just looking at my list alone there's certain parts of it that I'd want to represent but that even like like yo i'm not super into like the late late 90s like heavier chunkier new york hardcore but like that's what new york hardcore is to many people i won't say most but but a large portion that's a huge representation and Madball is as close as I get to that, but it still has all the elements of, of the shit I like from the classic stuff. So shout out to Madball. Shout out. Uh, so wait, so whose turn is it? Yours. Your turn, Pat. Uh, I'm going with sheer terror. Just can't hate enough. Ah, damn it. And is that the first, uh, I think that's the first one that was on all three of our lists. Oh, I had here to stay. And I had here to stay. All right, so I'll keep this short. Here's why I'm with here's why I went with Sheer Terror, and here's why I went with this song. Uh Sheer Terror is personality from fucking first vocal first note, first sung thing is vocal is personality out the ass. And this song, uh I like like in the same way that you said uh Urban Waste, for example. Uh yeah. was not just not critical in any like erudite way <laughs> about, about hardcore, just right. like, but was just like, yo, fuck this shit. We said, we, we, you know, we said, fuck everything. Doesn't that include this shit? 
You know what I mean? Like that that's a that's an interesting through line. Sound like through a flipper hard. song right now. <laughs> it's an interesting through line to if you're going to be broadly critical of everything, that doesn't uh stop at the things that you enjoy. And sheer terror so I like when bands shit on the thing that they're a part of. And sheer terror like does it better than anyone. Does it better than anybody, which is just they like really do. Hey, I'm distancing myself from you because uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Don't come at me with your concerns. And and I think that uh, they do that, like you said, better than anybody. And it's on it's on display here. Yes, uh, here to stay is just it's just a supreme song. Fuck everything about it. Everything. The vocals. Fucking everything. It's part of it. You just you want to circle pit and mosh and everything. When you hear that song kick in, it's like it's the uh, it's in the top ten of songs that when it kicks in, my brain just goes, "Oh shit, I gotta jump off something right now." Right. <laughs> you ever see like all right, Pat? I'm gonna make a reference that you won't get. Um, the Office. The, the office. office. Yes, of course. When they do the fake fire drill oh. and comes running in, it goes, "It's happening!" That's what that that first riff makes it sound. That that's what it does in my head. Free, like, free axe to grind oh, swag to the person who edits that clip into here to stay for us, please. <laughs> it's <you>. happening. Like <laughs> oh Jesus, it's a very visceral beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, 
Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. All right, Bob, what do you got, buddy? Uh, this one, uh, well, you already did Agnostic Front. So uh, we're good. Different there. record, no, it was it, I. I picked AF Blind Justice, but I was cheating and said I wanted to do Blind Justice in the last warning from AF Live at CB's with Freddie on vocals. Have it. So, so that that you want to throw that in there? Yes. It's not on streaming though. The good Live at CBGB's isn't on streaming. So I don't know why. And I had to rebuy that CD relatively recently because I had it on tape when yep. I was a kid. Yeah. And, and I had to like go into like the archives to buy it, buy the CD version of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roger, please get it up on streaming. We'll help you if you'd like. I, I don't understand why it's not. It's fucking great. Now, did Bridge Nine reissue that? Am I crazy? I'm not sure. I think a label did. I can't remember what label did or did not. I feel like it was. I feel like there was a European label who helped with part of it. So I don't know what the specifics are. But like B Nine has. Victim and Pain and United Blood up on stream all streaming. Right, it's right, made right. it really easily available. But all right, um, then, is last warning on streaming? I don't even know if that's up It should be. It should be somewhere off something. It is for sure. But that that version like of Live at CBS is so good. And like when it, you hear a different voice, just take the mic. Like that's the version I think of in my head. And I always yes. put those two songs together. And I'm like, oh, it's so it's so. The transition so good right into the bass part. I love it. Um, so great. Man, so the way I did this was like a tape, like a two-sided tape. So I had Urban Waste, Chromag, Citizens Rest, Absolution, Breakdown on the A side. And then the B side starts with AF, Blind, Blind Justice, In the Sheer Terror, Here to Stay, Madball Spit on Your Grave, Burn New Morality. And so I kind of came out to – and I have a few bonus picks, so we'll be able to keep going. But I was closing mine with Quicksand, Landmine, Spring. Um, because to me, one quicksand's all wacko music. Um, it's really nutty. The first two albums for sure. And, uh, landmine spring musically though, is going to the real, really post hardcore space. And, uh, it's really rhythmic and kind of grooving and like, the aggression is felt way more in the music than it is in the 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 lyric the vocals. The lyrics are pretty off the wall on this one, um, but I, I I think this was so cool because that that was kind of what what started happening and happening in New York in the mid '90s was that the wave of hardcore was blending. There was new hardcore bands and there was a whole new wave of stuff happening but some of the bands who were from before that were starting into this post hardcore world and it was bleeding into a lot of like what was going on, be it the big names or smaller ones, you know? Um, and so that kind of was like this cool curve to me is that like you have burn and then you get into the quicksand stuff and, uh, and it comes to kind of a logical conclusion that you can still make these connections to the very first wave through. Um, and I just fucking love that song. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, either that or Shovel are the best quicksand songs in my humble opinion. Great songs. Um, 
that needs to go on fucking streaming too if you can get out get to Norman. The antimatter version? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, it's that's right. That's the only thing on there. Uh it's only on there. Pat, yeah. what as a nascent quicksand head, do you have any preferences or 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 feelings towards the first uh, towards slip or manic compression are you at wait i'm sorry was the question which one which, i like better yeah which one do you yeah. like better oh i like slip better but manic compression is kind of in its own way low rated yeah no i mean i think that's the consensus i think is that slip is slip is a better album slip's just better <laughs> And it feels like it feels like a complete listening experience. It's it's kind of singular in that way. Uh, but Manic Compression has songs like you could I could have picked the song "Divorced" off off Manic Compression, and that's a song people could mosh to. Like when I hear okay. that song, I, I'm my brain's flipping out, you know. So uh, yeah, it's it's definitely low rated. All right, uh, Tom, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go back to. You know, I'm going to pick one so I can beat uh, Pat to it, and I'll need a ruling if we're going to consider this New York hardcore. Yeah. Oh, right. Arctic by 108. Oh, I say, I say yes. I it's they were New York based at this point, weren't they? Yes, yes. Um, and I think they had NYC when they'd be advertised as where they were from. Okay. And they're on the documentary, aren't they? They are. they are in the New York Hardcore documentary. That's true. So is VOD, but they're not New York Hardcore. That's a fact. And also, the, they're, like, they're their own thing. Yeah, that's I true. Said, I almost said neglect, but that's Long Island to me. So I don't. In the strictest definitions, I'd get kind of like, I'd feel weird about 108, but it's I don't know where else you would put them. And uh, right. I, I you know, brand, New York band. I put them as DC just because all the connections. It's their it's their origin point and all the visual references. Now, if they True. if they if the cover of the Roar tape was lightning striking the Empire State Building, things could be different. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, but but it makes them like band DC, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so no, uh, 108 Arctic, great song. Yeah, uh, I I actually had solitary uh, asterisks from the uh, NYHC documentary soundtrack. That's a great version. A great version. But okay, that was a great comp too. That was an underrated, very, very comp. Underrated. It was very fun. A lot of fun. Got me, in, got me into stuff for sure. Yeah. All right. Is this me then? It's you. It is you. Okay. Uh, here's a weird one. Uh, Bulldoze beatdown. Uh. This is a band that I understand why people why it doesn't connect with a lot of people really do. Um, it's not college music, uh, but uh, <laughs> might not even be high school music. But um, this this seems to reflect where these dudes were at. <laughs> and, I, and also launch his own subgenre. Yes, yes, for sure. And the song look, title launched a genre. Look, the chorus sounds like a series of ad libs. So it'll be it beat down, nothing but a DMS beat down. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds like you are. It sounds like you're throwing that on top of whatever you're saying. And I think it is. Uh, look, I don't want to laugh at this for a lot of reasons, but uh, it's fun. E, while still being like probably very real to the people that were playing it. 
and uh, I this isn't something I, you know. Bob and I were talking before the podcast began. We have no idea how often we revisit bulldoze, you know, but it's uh, it, it, this does have personality, and maybe it won't feel like that to somebody that's listened to everything in the beatdown genre, you know, but this is coming from a place and I urge everybody to check it out. All right, Pat, I have a question for you. Hit me. It's, uh, it's 1995. Oh yeah. You're in your mid to later twenties. This is hypothetical. Clearly you're, you're, you know, it's, it's not, I was going to say there's a, there's a timeline shift. Okay. We're shifting timelines, you know, uh, you're in your mid to late twenties. You work at the gas station at the Slotesburg rest area. I like everything you're saying. A man disrespects you at the tank, goes inside, says some shit to you. You also notice he's being unkind to his animal who is in the car. Oh, I don't, oh no, we're not having that. Do you reach for bulldoze beat down? So, so my life is that I'm working in Slotesburg. You're working at the Slotesburg rest area. You live nearby. No, actually, you oh, don't yeah. live nearby. You you live at your folks' house upstate, and when you go to work, you usually sleep in the car. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you what. I don't just listen to. I, I just. I don't just like put on the uh, CD, uh, the disc man with the fucking bulldoze on it. I also reach for a gun because I might as well throw it all away. I'm in fucking Slotesburg. True. Ain't nothing but a beatdown. You put it on the PA like that plays like in that uh, in like the awning over all the gas pumps. Yes, and it has that weird kind of like yes. reverb echo. Yes, yeah. As you you beat his ass to a soundtrack, I respect. And it. right before you do, you go, "Hey, motherfucker, this is my last day of work." <laughs> I quit, bit, and then yeah, boom, then it yeah. goes. Uh, right. All right. Um, for something a little bit different, uh, we're now into my bonus tracks that I, I wasn't really putting on here, but but just songs I fuck with. Um, Underdog, a lot to learn. Ooh. Very different I, band than almost anything else from New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, weirdly, I never include it with New York hardcore. Uh, I know literally it is, but for whatever reason, the same way that 108 to, to like distinguish themselves and like a, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's claiming it. You know what I mean? Uh, that's how underdog is to me. I bet up until they went on tour in, I believe 89, I bet 90%, maybe 95% of their shows were played in New York city. You know, Oh, sure. I bet. I, I bet that like Albany was like the reach for them at the time. Oh, one thousand Albany, Lehigh Valley. You know, like oof, long drives. Um, Vanishing Point LP is so unique. It's just weird, and I, I wanted something that kind of dwelled into that weird area of New York hardcore. Not that you know some of the stuff you listed, Pat doesn't. Not that some of the stuff that Tom listed doesn't dwell into different stuff. But like, there's this space in New York hardcore where it's like. Like, you know, super touch fan here, but I like underdog a lot more and it's a lot closer to like a New York sound. And like, I often think that that part of it helps keep New York in this really cool, weird, well-rounded space. Yeah. I always thought of them as a New York band and only in the last probably decade 
so many Jersey folks were, were like claiming them. Yeah. Like I never thought of them as like a fucking Belmar band. No, no. It's just, it's that it's, it's like anything else. Like they were, to a point. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, Russ and his brother yeah, were brother. basically bridge and tunnel, New York city residents, you know, like they right. were going up and, uh, I you know same deal for Russ was in Murphy's Law before that he was in he was in a couple bands in in Belmar before he joined Murphy's Law he was in this band Child Abuse who was on Mother who was pretty good and messy in the early eighties but like Underdog it says Underdog NYC on the back of that shirt I think Richie had a little foray uh, a little tryst with Los Angeles but otherwise I think he spent his whole life living in New York City so bless up. Back it, Tom. You're up. Uh, all right. I think, is this last one or? I should have. To, according to my, I have three left. Okay. Yeah, cool. me too. Okay, perfect. This should be one that I'm doing now. Cool. And I have I have twelve altogether, just in case anybody beats me to one. Perfect. Um, I'm gonna go. Stick with all my life. Okay. I think it's the perfect representation of like that era of hardcore and i think um if i'm you know a fucking 17 whatever however old person that's getting this lyrics it's like a per like oh they're like singing for me this is like when you were singing i'm just a kid or whatever the fuck mirrored simple song this is the version of the the kid that doesn't want to leave his room yeah it's great it's uh this is this is one that like you could sing along to pretty much at any age, but you might just, you know, some people might be singing it in their cubicle to themselves, but it's, uh, it, 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 <laughs> in the same, you know what, honestly, uh, this has tons of that same energy that negative approach has where it's just like immediately lodges in your brain and it's not leaving. Yep. PK, you're up. I'm up. Uh, Okay. Uh, in a, in a, a list full of wild cards, you tell me. Civ, so far, so good, so what? Uh, obviously could have gone with the, with the hits on this record. Uh, right. And it would have it worked just as well for this. Uh, <clears throat> Civ uh, is an, either the most underrated uh, New York punk record of all time or a the best-selling, most underrated uh, New York hardcore record of all time. And uh, I set your goals, that is. Uh, the record after that, I don't know if anybody's even really listened to fully. Uh, uh, cheat code, it's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> so, the the drop-off is as precipitous as any one great record to the next record I've ever heard in my life. Pretty sure yeah. Walter didn't write it. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, I think we've talked about Civ a lot, and uh, certainly uh, uh, Civ the Man's uh, creepers and and bowling shirts, notwithstanding. Uh, this is just fucking great. This is great upbeat hardcore slash punk of the era, whichever one you want to call it. I don't give a shit. It's great. Yeah. Did you have a good yeah. day today, PK? <laughs> Why? Just because you, choosing a couple. yeah, you're choosing like almost everything is like personal favorites or like stuff that's like getting on the good foot. You know what I mean? Uh, well, uh, the next two are real wild cards, so we'll see. But I, I, uh, I just think that like this this record really pumped me up when I was a kid. 
I, and I'll still put it on a couple times a year and just be like totally enthralled with how fucking upbeat it is. Dude, it's A2 Brute, you're moshing. A2 Brute, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, this song, so far so good, so what is just a good, good song. Yeah. Very summery. Catchy. Catchy. Very summer, very, you know. I feel like Pat definitely had a good day today. I'm picturing him like Spider-Man 3 dancing down the street. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. Uh, I think he bare hand grabbed a couple of those bird scooters. Just no cares <laughs> in the world. No mask. Living, so tomorrow, living big. Tomorrow is going to be 80 degrees here. I was thinking about riding a bird to the valley. You should. I, th- you can only ride it so far. But the trick is to ride it as far as you can and then search around for one and you can just do it and try to have it on your same way back. Mm. I, I will I, – if you do it, I will send you – I'll cash app you some fucking money to cover it because it's a great mission. <laughs> what is this now? Respect. Those little – the little scooters that you can ride. Okay. So they don't – you see them around New York a little bit. But in LA, they're everywhere. Um, the, well, the little no, – New- New York does the bike version. I think the, I think the scooter one might actually be illegal in New York. I think they have think no the, people have them privately. They have them. Oh, okay, because yeah. because you can buy them. I don't think they do the rental ones. How much do you want to bet that that the city bikes got some fucking scam going where they're keeping that shit out? One thousand percent. Are these the ones that you can legitimately just like drop anywhere? Yes. Yes. Where did I see them? Where was I recently that had them? Tom. It was Portland. Oh yeah. Everywhere, but Tom. Every city except New York. Yeah. <laughs> Every city, like yeah. over the course of the last summer, it went to like. There's few cities that I go to now where that's not an option. Oh, Tom, even Chuck- in Asbury, they have yeah. them now. You know what I mean? But they also have bars on wheels. So. That's true. <laughs> true. I I love them uh, a lot. So uh, haters be damned. How far can you get on one of those? What's that? How far can you get on one of oh, those? Oh, I mean, think? it's all radius. I mean, they eventually run out of a battery, but you can cruise around on those for a long time. Like, I'm not going to lie. Going out to Sound and Fury last year, like, that was one of the highlights was cruising around downtown LA on those. You could just, I, I think we took them almost to Santa Monica, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, uh, I, I took How one. How dexterous do you have to be? How what? How dexterous does, some, does Pat have to be to not break his fucking wrist? Eh, okay, you, you got you to keep your speed in reason. You can you can tweak tweak those up pretty high, but uh, you know as long as you're being careful, it's it's on you to be careful though, because because Lord knows fucking people in cars are not looking for you. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. And you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was gonna die. I took one from uh, Koreatown to just a an hour like an hour walking uh, from LAX. So it died. It died in about an hour outside of LAX. That's fucking uh, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and it it was it was so fun. It it was unbelievable. Like to me, it's like a ride. People are like assholes about them and hate them and shit. I'm like, yo, I, I don't know where you're coming from. They're just fucking fun. But uh, it so deadly, unreal deadly. When I was going through some of those nice neighborhoods where nobody is fucking looking for you at all because yeah. they're not expecting. Yeah, there's 18 different ways to get killed on one of those, Tom, but they are super fun. And you could see you could see how those in the in most cities, New York's an interesting one, but like in most cities, how you could really cut down on in city traffic with those. Like like if I if you live in downtown L.A. 
and work somewhere not that far, you don't need to have a car now. And that's not sure. that's not true ten years ago. That's right. All right. All right, my turn. Go. Uh, uh, yes. Going in uh deep, 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 deep cut. Uh stimulators, loud, fast rolls. Wow. I love this song. It has as much in common with I don't, you know, like, yo, if you for some reason fuck with the, like, weird fake lo-fi uh, early 2000s, this is going to be the next big wave of rock stuff, like the strokes and such, you should really make it your business to hear the Stimulators. Uh, stimulators, Loud Fast Rules sounds like the template for literally all those bands. Um, Harley Flanagan's first band, this song just stands out. Um, it's sort of novelty, but I also think it's so cool to hear it. And it's actually a good song. It's catchy, and I, I dare people to listen to it and not kind of have it chime in your head. It, you can see it being the bridge between the Ramones mid-70s type stuff into the early 80s NYHC scene. Mm. It, right. It's his, it's his band with his aunt. That's right. Pretty fun goal. This song, just this song. Everything else is kind of like, eh, but Loud Fast Rolls is such a, it's a fucking bop. All right, Tom, you're up. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to bring it into the 2010s. Mm. Switch it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to go for Zeitgeist, the first song off of Cost of Living by Incendiary. Oh, oh interesting. I think it's, a really um, tasteful version of metalcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good overview of a lot of that stuff that you know went on and had its time in New York. Um, and I think bands like them don't necessarily get lumped in with New York hardcore per se. Right. Um, I can even say that through my own fucking experience. And um, but I think they're a. Uh, I mean one of the bigger hardcore bands from New York in 20 years, more than that. Yeah. 25. 100%. You know what I mean? So, um, I think they belong. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if it would make it for you. I think that if you are going to do like any time, any, uh, uh, full, full scope of, uh, New York hardcore, what was relevant, what was influential, you have to include them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, here, and I'm hoping that you put me on there. That's on. No pressure. You know what? I was. I did not put you on. Not because the last year. When you see the last next two, that the next one that I that I reveal, when you now know that you're not on this list, you're either going to shoot yourself in the head or you're going to shoot me in the head. I don't know which. Not enough personality in my voice. There's a lot. You got a lot of personality. I just didn't want to stroke you. You you could have made any of these fucking lists. (laughs) <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, all right. So, yeah, PK, what's yours? Fahrenheit 451. Song. All right. Blind? Yep. Uh, great song. Great song. Great song. It's, it's so talk, it yeah. might have come up one other time on this, and you and I both kind of commiserated on, yeah, underrated. Not enough hits, but underrated. What? Uh, you said the song Blind? Yes. Yeah. A band and, and it, it was really good live. They're great, yeah. And I think um, I just watched. They, they put up their documentary. They did like a forty-five minute documentary about them. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth a while. I mean, it's not like production value is not great, but it's like 
how they started and kind of how they had a lot of kind of people coming at them, like and signing like a they signed like a um, um, uh, licensing deal, not a not a licensing deal, a publishing deal with Zamba, like some like huge publishing company, mm-hmm. and that they were chopping the records around and like they were like you know big labels chomping at them, and then they just broke up. Yeah, and it was like, explain why I actually wondered this today. Um, just kind of like internal beef and they're, and it's funny watching it and like having seen the indecision documentary stuff, I go, holy shit, we all did the same thing. Like it was, they were all like, we should have just taken like two or three months off. Man. Yes. Yes. For and sure. They, nobody does. Nobody does. And they go, fuck it. And then they ruin something. That's awesome. Yeah. Same idea. You know? Um, and, and funny enough, their, their whole discography is going up on streaming this week. Oh, no shit. Cause it's not up wow. there. It's not up there. And, um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, Pat, but you may dig it. It's have you ever heard "Without a Cause"? No. So it's Fahrenheit before Armando joined. Oh, interesting. A lot of the same songs. Vocals are completely different. They're like high pitched, like screaming. Huh. Hmm. Uh, so same band except for Armando. I, I will now check that out. I'm sure it's on YouTube. That'll be up there too. Uh, yeah. This is. Uh, uh, us talking about them is probably the most talk that they'll they'll get in a, most spheres this year, this calendar year. This is a band that is largely forgotten. And what year do you think this came out? Was this ninety five? Are you talking about the 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 thought of it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly right. Um, maybe a little later, ninety six, ninety seven. You think ninety seven? I don't know. I, I'd have to check, but. Uh, are you talking? I will. Thank you. Okay. So uh, this is not – everybody was doing their thing after hardcore by this time, right? Uh, some of the legacy acts were still playing, of course, uh, like the career bands. But a lot of people had pivoted over to uh, trying their hand at, at alt music or whatever it was. And uh, this, is, this band is never great, but you could tell that they were going to be. Even if this isn't your style of music, you could tell that they were going to be. And it's yeah. inter- I think it's part of it, you love them, but you don't fuck with Burn because they're such – I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And actually, I'm going uh-huh. to say – I'm going to say uh, in my honorable mentions, I'm going to say something that I think a lot of people are going to be like, wait, you don't fuck with Burn? Because uh, Burn obviously had a huge influence on, uh, on uh, uh, a, a lot of this stuff. But I also think by this time, Quicksand did as well and – uh, but this is like somewhat its own thing. A- and uh, it is – for anybody that doesn't know, it's it's not rap per se. Uh, sorry, I'm scaring some of you off already who don't, don't like to mix these two worlds that much. But uh, it is um, – it's a unique vocal delivery that harkens to rap. And, yeah. Uh, uh, That's fair to say. Fun. It's really fair to say that, yeah. Record came out in '96, and the record and and live, the energy was bounding out. It was just, and it was a really unique thing. I I was, I haven't revisited the records in a long time, so let's be fair. But um, I didn't feel like the records properly caught it live. There's plenty of people who really fuck with the records, so you know, take my opinion for what it is. But live, it was just like they had an energy, just like. That pulsated. I saw them open a couple shows or like play second from the second on the show, and they, you know, they didn't steal the show, 
but they certainly were like, wait, who was that band? That was, that was really cool. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, funny. So my funny story about fire and 51, hit us. I was at Armando's tryout. Oh, wow. And they talk about like, so we were friends with the without a cause dudes, whatever. And like, we were practicing in fast lane and decision was, and like, they were like in the next room. So we like went and hung out and he came in and like, was, was like rehearsing. We didn't know him. Like, but it was like literally his tryout. And like one of these songs, he, he you ever hear, he goes like, what? Yeah. He does like this weird, like, like kind of like a chocolate thing. And I remember him doing that and us being like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like thinking it was like the worst that we'd ever seen. And then the recordings came out and I was like, this dude fucking rules. And then like seeing him live. He was like such a, he's like a really good kind of like engaging front man. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's, it's a perfect band from a bunch of dudes from the Bronx. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's a good way to put it. Yep. it makes total sense. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking great. Good call. All right. Uh, this will be my third honorable mention. Um, but, um, side by side backfire. Ooh. Unique. Yeah. Uh, again, another in the, the kind of more revelation thing, but they fit in that weird space where I think it wasn't weird to see them play with youth of the day. It wasn't weird to see them play with altercation. You know, uh, they could easily be a break on the breakdown side of things or on the GB side of things. It's fucking cool. Um, I think this is the band of, the late eighties bands who I'm the most curious of what, what their next record could have sounded like, like what would a side by side 12 inch sounded like? Uh, cause I don't think it would have sounded like a loner crowd. I think it would have been faster. Um, I think it would have been more punk. I, I think it would have been more war zone ish. Um, but who knows, you know, it could have been more straight ahead ish. I, I, I think that would have been really fascinating, but it just wasn't in the cards. Uh, and the song backfires just so good. And that that part, the fucking backfire in your face. You're moshing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're moshing. I'm moshing. Key component of New York hardcore. You're moshing. And that's a big part of it. I mean. Yes. Uh, Tom, how many more you got? Uh, this would be my tenth, but I also have two honorable mentions. But I'll do the, I'll do number ten. Do ten, and then give us your honorable mentions. All right, number ten. This will be as a, this will come as a shock. Now I'm not saying this is my favorite song. Not saying it's my favorite band. Not even probably top fifteen. But a song. If I was making a New York hardcore comp for someone to get into stuff, I this is this would be one of my choices. I'm going the hard way by Outburst. It's a great song. <laughs> it, I mean, I feel like everything else pales in comparison on those on that of their recordings. I feel like this song is like top ten New York hardcore songs ever. It's it's so good, and it's sort of like does it make everything else pale in comparison? I, I, I give yes, it does. Um, to me, I mean, and I a like lot a of few of the other songs. Um, sure, and I, sure. it's like there's a couple. Like they have a solid four or five songs. I'm like, fuck, these are great. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's hard to. <sighs> there are many bands who I think were bigger, better, more important, blah, 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 all that stuff. But Outburst had fucking had tracks, you know, at least yeah, one really I, good one. 
this is the heads heads and tail like heads above the rest of their stuff. And I think this is like just how like like here to stay might be like a top ten NYHC song. I think this one is as well. Agree. Okay. What are your honorable mentions? Um, my honorable mentions were as one by Warzone. It's a hit, yeah. but I mean, I think that's like, it's yeah. something that everyone yeah. needs to hear. Um, and then something must be done by Antidote. Yeah. Uh, also, a hit, but it's something that I think a young person should check. Yeah. Um, let's let's use that as my my final pick. Will be Antidote. Something must be done. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Perfect song. I, yeah, Bob, Bob. I kind of anticipated that making your list. Um, you know, it's it's. I just, <clears throat> I actually almost picked a mob song before Antidote. Not to say it's more important, but there's a couple mob songs like the Skank It Up part, like fuck, um, yeah, that are great and I think get overlooked a little bit. And part of any good mixtape or mix is to put a little shine on something that doesn't get listened to as much or that's like, oh, what was that? So uh, so I try to keep that in mind. But Antidote maybe is largely forgotten by people, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, well, it, dep- it depends on what the kids in Boston are ripping off this month. Uh, okay. What's your so, new thing this week? Is that, does that make it my turn? Yes, it is. I'm going to give I'm going to give just some – Big personality bands that didn't make the list, but maybe should have. Uh, regardless of what anybody thinks about them, YDL, uh, you could call that personality, right? If you want me uh, to talk about the Skins for Skins demo, I can. It's their best and only quality recording. Um, we jumped in and did our best Skins for Skins. That's the way it's got to be. Some good songs on the demo. Everything else, not so great. No, and I, I wouldn't even like... Doubt I w- doubt I'll listen to them in the next twenty four months, <laughs> but I think that I think that that's like some New York hardcore stuff that like is is forgotten for reasons that aren't as important to forget bands over as maybe people think. I don't think you need to rub them out of history for being disagreeable, you know. So uh, th- they're making the list. Candiria is making the list. I struggled to find a Candiria song that I liked at all. Uh, but they were so much their own thing. And it's hard to take that away from them. I think that if you're like a Dillinger guy, uh, this should make total sense to you. And if this is not on your radar because Dillinger was around as a touring act for a long fucking time and Candiria was... Uh, only a touring act for a portion of their careers. Uh, check out Candiria. It is highly talented people uh, playing music that is incredibly difficult on my ears personally. Uh, and then here's, here's the ultimate wild card in, in big personality music that I also like. Shocker. Uh, Orange 9mm. So, Whoa. as a dude who, Okay. Yep, as a as a dude who as a dude who fucking uh, <laughs> who who uh, banged on fucking uh, uh, Shaka's uh, 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 fucking uh, vocals, I think on Orange Nine Millimeter, all of my concerns are are, are pushed aside. I, I think that Orange Nine Millimeter never wrote a perfect song, uh, never did a never reached the heights of Quicksand or any of the other stuff that maybe they saw as what they should do, you know, but 
uh, still high energy, high energy post-hardcore. It's good. Um, and there's personality there because you can see it's guys going for it, particularly on tragic. It's almost embarrassing at times, uh, in the same way that some people might think that seamless by into another is embarrassing, but, uh, it's, it's go for it music. And I think that's kind of interesting in its own way. All right. So you're uh, going to pick my, an orange nine song. Is that right? I'm going to, no, what I'm going to pick is the Reagan youth song. Are you happy? Ah, uh, good job. Okay. And, uh, the reason is, uh, these, uh, this is so much its own fucking thing that it might as well be its own genre. You know what I mean? Like this is sardonic, uh, in a way that, that like proper punk stopped be having the guts to do. And, uh, I think that I honestly think that Reagan youth is in the same way that Murphy's law, we agree is highly underrated. I think Reagan youth is highly underrated. I think that there's something more, more clever than we're giving credit. I think these songs are good. Are you happy is the one that I would choose here because while it might not have the, the satirical value of some of the other tracks, musically, this is a great song. Lyrically, this is a good song. Vocally, this is a perfect song. And, uh, this is for anybody that loves, uh, uh, Ian's vocals in minor threat and wonders why hardcore doesn't do that more often. There's this Reagan youth song has all those elements. And it's fucking really good. Uh, can I int- introduce a new segment to this podcast? Yeah. Yes. YouTube comments from old hardcore people. Oh, sounds like a recurring one. Let's do it. Yes. So the other day, uh, fa- we found a great one on Age of Qu- on an Age of Quarrel YouTube upload. It was, it was fucking great, and we'll read that one at some time. But right now, I'd like to read. Read Angela Ellingson five years ago on uh, the, the uh, Reagan Youth, uh, I think, discography post that somebody put illegally on YouTube. Dave Insurgent is dead. He was a dreadlocked hippie. Saw him in Portland, Oregon in 1987 and copped heroin for him. After he turned down my herb, he was a mess, but he put on a great show after getting his head right. R.I.P. Dave. Peace and apathy. Anarchy is now just talk. In the U.S., a is for anarchy. Where are the kids today? Shooting each other at school, lost with no proper peers to show them uh, to, to stop loving hate and hating love. Respect for Reagan youth still going without Dave, but the love is gone. Punk in two, 2014, the kids would rather take Molly and dance to techno rave spinning DJs. All who, believe, all, who, all who do believe the U.S. of apathy is going to fall, China and India are coming, the youth of now needs to arm themselves responsibly and be ready for the U.S. dollar becoming better to burn, being hungry and oppressed by our lost government. Death to all Nazis in the KKK. I want total liberty. I want peace and anarchy. Uh, quote. Uh, Dave Insurgent knew what he was really knew what was really coming, and after his girlfriend was murdered by a serial killer, he gave in and went out. Jimmy, Kurt, Dave, Jason of RKL, and many other exceptional thinkers and musicians were lost in the fucked up U.S. of A. Divided we stand, united we fall. That's from Angela Ellingson, who put that on a fucking, fucking YouTube video, illegal upload with like 400 views. <laughs> wow! I wonder how many of those 400 people read that. <laughs> I. I love this. This is like my favorite thing in the world now is, is I saw this band in, in 1991 comments. I live for them. <laughs> They're the best part of the internet. So, Can you imagine what was going on in Portland in 1987? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Clive Drexler. 
Sure. <laughs> Apparently, Angela could cop heroin for you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Shout out, Angie. Um, all right, that uh, was fun. That was you pretty got fun. Another comment? Thanks, for letting me, thanks for letting me pontificate a lot. Appreciate it. It's what we do, homie. <laughs> you so bad. I love it. I know it's he's he's feeling good. He's he's thickening out. Did you eat a lot of sugar today or something? I don't. It's weird. No, no. So check it out. As of today, I start eating nothing but fruits and vegetables for the next uh, three weeks. Oh, that's nice. I as I told you, uh, th- this is my most powerful. Everybody should fear me. If you're in the sound of my voice, you should fear me. Um, me and Bob don't fear you. Well. Wait, you guys, wait till you see this shirtless shit. I'm going to send you some some vids from the gym. I will send you the um, the uh, Google book that has the entire sordid history of YDL. Uh, oh, thank and you. their white nationalism. So I'll send that over to you so you can do a little reading up yeah. on why maybe they were more than disagreeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, when he said that, I was like, that's not... I don't think that's really giving the full scope to what uh, what went on with with English Nick and YDL. But yeah, but listen, that amounts to the same thing. Is like, yo, these are ugly views from children. You know what I'm saying? Like literal children. So like, I just don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's worthwhile to like look at that through the same lens that we look through like the leader of some fucking hate group who's fucking 37 and exploiting dumb young kids like these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like it, to me, it's just different. And like, I get that the sentiments are the same so that there's plenty of people that just don't have an interest in this and I'm with them. This is all the music is also not great, but I'm saying that like, it is, it is a, a worthy thing to, to note and remember for its own sake, not because you agree with it. No, that's true. I wish there was video of this cause you could see Bob and I slowly backing away from the microphone. This definitely <laughs> did not make YDL on the same page as say the arresting officers or screwdriver for that, even though Ian Stewart and Nick were good friends signing <laughs> off. This was ax to grind. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Welcome to live on ax to grind. My name is Bob and joining us today is. Hey, we're maniac. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Chill. Will. My name is Will. So, <clears throat> We talked before, and he was like, ah, nothing too serious. We don't have to talk about anything too yeah, serious. Yeah, we can, we can clown around. But I do want to talk about a serious issue. <clears throat> Most of you guys hail from Western Mass, Albany, kind of general area. Yeah, we could say yep, that. Sure. We need to discuss the fall of one of the greatest things that Western Mass has contributed to society. Do you know where I'm going with this? Give me, like, one more clue, and then... Maybe I can figure it out. Well, if I asked you, where am I going to go get a fribble? What would you tell me? Ah, I, knew we were I know exactly where you're going to go. What happened to friendlies? Well, <laughs> I mean, you can still get their ice cream pretty much anywhere. There's um, one location not far from here that's still open and thrives. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know they made it down. Oh, yeah. Here. I mean, friendlies, I think, made it. I can remember going to locations as far as south as Virginia. No shit. Yeah. Well, the one in my town closed. I know we're going to have we're, Sean, you're going to have to plug in some really like sad like desperado music behind this. The, yeah. The friendlies in my town closed. Yeah, it's so. fucked. 
Um, there's still a few open in Western Mass. Okay. Um, the they got the ice cream factory. Oh, they have a factory. Can we go to the factory tour? Uh, I don't know. I've never been. Damn. It's close to where Keith lives, though. Have you gone, Keith? I have not. He has right not. Down the, right down the street from my job. Uh, then I think I think we're gonna. I'm gonna do a road trip to Western Mass, and we know what we're doing. Let's if do you go to Friendlies, yeah. are you getting a meal or just ice cream? Uh, probably, probably just a meal. Uh, well, no, probably ice cream. I mean, the food. I don't know. I had this the discussion. Food's pretty borderline. Like, just it's like uh, I think the food is a straight five of ten, like a perfect five of ten. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I don't know if my tastes have changed since I was a child, but <laughs> what you don't want a grilled cheese yeah. on like, plain white bread? Yeah, uh, I mean, I actually heard they have uh, for the vegans out there. Um, Friendly's has Gardein chicken tenders, the ones you can get in the store frozen. I'm pretty sure they like cook those up now. Yeah, when you order them, they walk over to the local grocery store and buy a bag. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. We'll mark the. Yeah. It's just going to take a few minutes. Yeah, we're just going to put them in the oven real quick. What kind of ice cream are you ordering? Oh, man. Last time I went, I got a fucked up like banana split, like oh. just for myself. Damn. Um, probably some. I, I don't know. I don't get too crazy anymore. I'm a pretty vanilla guy. So, so here's my question. You're by yourself. It's late at night. You're hungry. You're driving home on the Mass Pike. You stop at one of the, the rest areas. Yeah. What are you eating? Oof. Man. You're by yourself. There's no guilt or shame involved. By myself? Yeah. No, well, one, I don't, no I don't one's going to know. It's I don't have any you. guilt with the food I eat. Uh, you can ask anybody. But um, <laughs> I'll probably get like uh, some, some kind of like chips and like a Gatorade and maybe like a Cliff Bar or something. Because usually they only have McDonald's open. Yeah. I don't really uh, fuck with McDonald's, nah, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night I, I I stopped at one on the New Jersey Turnpike, and they had a Burger King open. I was like, oh, maybe now's the time I try that, like, impossible. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, this is the opportunity where I would try it. But there was a line, so I'm like, fuck that. I'm oh, not waiting yeah. in line. Uh, so I got a fountain soda, which I try not to drink as much soda nowadays. Mm. And Feel I that. got a uh, Rice Krispie treat, like extra large Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> so I was just bathing my teeth in pure <laughs> sugar. All right. So the band is Maniac. Correct. You guys have out. A f- it's like a full length. We do have a 12 inch now. Nice. Um, from New Age Records. Fuck yeah. Shout uh, out New Age. Yep. Shout out New Age. We just did a split cassette with a band called Seed of Pain. Yep. It's out on Pluter Case Records. Um, and we have a few demos, and we had a seven inch before that. You can Fuck probably yeah. track down. Um, what do you got coming next? Coming next, we're just going to play some gigs. Um, we're playing with Integrity in Boston in November. Oh, shit. Um, we're playing America's Hardcore Fest this year, and we're playing LDB Fest in Kentucky. So Yeah, very cool. So please, see us. Come out, see this band, and... Uh, what do you got going next year? Like, I want to uh, let's go. Let's go in the time machine. What are you going to do next summer? Next summer, do you have this any, is where you get to fantasy. This is like fantasy football. Do you have any Japanese you, listeners out there? We're trying oh, to get okay. out there. Yeah, you want to go to Japan? Yeah. Well, so here's what you do to go to Japan: fly to the West Coast, do West Coast dates. Do West Coast dates. Good idea. And then you fly out from the West Coast. Great over idea. Over in Japan, it's always smart to book in some Southeast Asia when you can. But it cool. can be sketchy, but yeah. you're going to lose money. But you should still do all of that. Hey, money ain't no thing. This is Maniac. <laughs>
Hey, thanks for coming out. Who here has seen us before? All the way in the back.
What's up, New Jersey? Thank you. We got a few more left for all you grinders and grindees out there.
What's the mass hardcore? 